Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. That's right. Today is the day. The coffee is hot. The cream in the coffee is not. It's not as good as the cream in the guy's face. That's right. <laughs> hey. I had to work for that cream, baby. You know, I put that shit on my bagel. You did. Put that bagel you on did. my mouth. And Ooh. I got cream. All over. Cream cheese. Any is. morning... I can wake up and turn on uh, turn on the video chat here and get ready to get on the mic and I see cream on your face. It's God, God bless. You know I was having Thanks a good morning time. when you see cream on the side of my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know well, yeah. it is. I mean, that's, that's that's good. That's a good day. I mean, that's when you, when you wake up in the creams. I mean, it's a shame Horrible. the big dog's not on because he'd be like, listen, listen, listen. You know, he'd probably have some, like, amazing (laughs) breakfast he just fucking had. He's probably like, I had two slices of bacon. I had two slices of sausages. I had scrambled eggs. I had French toast. I had regular toast. Like, you know he fucking rocked a huge, fancy-ass breakfast this morning. I'm over here eating I'm totally a breakfast guy. You're a breakfast guy, right? I I feel like we've enjoyed breakfast together. Yeah. I am, but, dude, so here's the thing. I'm pushing 40 almost, my friend. Like, I'm on the verge of that 4-0. And I decided yeah. that instead of, you know, eating the normal, like, things that I've been eating in the mornings where it was just bullshit, you know, bullshit breakfasts, I decided that mm-hmm. I'm going to try to switch it up a little bit. So Melissa and I have actually been making uh, uh, what you would call starve to death breakfasts where you basically just make a shake in the morning. Just a fucking Ooh. fruit shake with honey, yeah. uh, oatmeal in it, and, uh, you know, just some mixed bag of frozen fruit that we throw in a blender. It tastes amazing, but man, am I starving by lunchtime, dude? Like I am fucking ready to chow down on something when it hits noon. Yeah, well, so okay. I mean, we do the we do the one day a week. We have the family breakfast, is what we call it, and um, we go all out, man. Today, tell me about is it. The, is the is I the don't Carl get to eat this breakfast. kind of stuff, dude. So like, I have to live. Well, you can. Uh, you can do a one day a week. That's what I'm saying. You can do. I have to live vicariously through you. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, vicariously. Vicarious. Let me don't let be me too curious. Be really curious. <laughs> I don't want to be halfway in. I want to be all the way in. <laughs> no tips here, baby. All the way. <laughs> so tell me about this breakfast. So what are we having this morning? What's 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 going on? Sourdough in the people's host sourdough, household. Sourdough breakfast sandwiches. God. Ugh. And if you were, uh, you know, if you were a fan of the Carl's Jr. like uh, the the guy and I are. You would Still know are. what I'm talking about right now. Huge mm-hmm. fan. Huge fan. And you're going Good full Carl's Jr. sourdough breakfast sandwich yeah. this morning. Hash browns, full. Uh, mm-hmm. orange juice, coffee, sourdough breakfast yep. sandwich with the ham, or we're yep. going bacon? Uh, sausage and bacon. Canadian? God, no. I'm American. Okay, that's Not what only is this... I'm making my own sausage patties on this. Like, like with my own Straight sausage. from your own pig that you called Frank, yes. who was outside in the backyard oinking it up. 
that you decide to yes. slaughter and then put in your breakfast sandwich this morning? <laughs> yes, <Hell> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor Frank. He's delicious. Rest in peace. Like, hello, hello, Wilbur, Frank, whatever your name is. God bless. You're going to be in a sandwich very soon. Ooh, Charlotte's Web didn't save your fucking ass from my breakfast sandwich today, baby. No. No, this, this fucking pig could have, like, could could have sang a symphony. It could have been Mozart, and I still would have <laughs> ate its ass. <laughs> I didn't care. He could have like, been writing stupid... masterpieces for your ass. No. You're like, you're still going in my breakfast sandwich, bitch. Yeah. If those farmers were impressed by whatever was happening in the Charlotte's Web. They couldn't figure out that it wasn't the pig. Could you imagine? Uh, like, the I farmers would've... are like, dude, you can't kill that pig. And you're like, dude, <laughs> imagine if I ate that pig. <laughs> I might wow. gain superpowers. Like, something's going to happen to me, and it's going to be good. That's how I look at this. Every time I eat a pig, I think that. I think I get some, <laughs> You're getting I get some power. Like fucking Spider-Man getting bit by a radioactive spider. You're like, I'm going to eat a radioactive pig, and I'm going to get pig powers. You watch. Hey, pig! pigs are really smart animals. It's actually a shame they taste so good. If they didn't taste this good, oh yeah, then they would be, they'd be conquering the world. They really I could be wrong. They're smart animals. I thought I read somewhere that they used to be used for hunting. Because they, have a, they yeah. have a better sniffer than a dog, so they would take pigs yeah. out to go hunt. Well, if the dog cast father was on the show today, he'd probably tell you about the pigs they use in Oregon to hunt for truffles in the forest. There you go. That, that, see, this is how we keep the dog cast father alive in our shows, by acting right. as if he's here. So, Josh, tell us about <laughs> your pigs. We'll wait. Well, you see. <laughs> we'll wait, Josh. Don't worry, pal. We got you. <laughs> we got you. What got we're you, not going to wait for is tonight. As you listen to this, it has already been a week past. God rest its soul. Dynamite. The worst AEW ever to happen. I had a feeling you were going here. I was so happy talking about breakfast, here. dude. Now you're now you're taking me to a realm of depression. <laughs> I was because, so happy. Because the here's the problem. The more I talk about breakfast, the, the faster this show's gonna go because I gotta get to it. I mean I I'm a large individual, okay? I can't think about it too much without just jumping in. You could tell I was delaying the inevitable. You could tell that I was trying to delay getting to this conversation because it was hurting my ass to sit and watch AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. And it yep. was one change after another change after another change. And I don't know if I'm just getting too old for this shit, but my 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 feeble little brain just could not handle all the changes that AEW was doing. Like, you know, uh, Inner Circle 2.0, the Jericho Appreciation Society. What the fuck? Like, that probably bothers me the more than anything else on Dynamite. And Dynamite, to me, was just heart garbage, hot garbage in a plastic bag on fire that I needed to somehow put out and throw throw away because it was just fucking horrible. I'm sorry. We're AEW marks to the max. I love AEW. Rampage, thank you for being good, but Dynamite was trash. Trash. Yeah. It was bad. It was just bad. And apparently we're completely in the minority on this. Fans-wise, um, but which, a lot of, lot which of analysis people, people that, you know, these smart wrestling folks are in mm -hmm. agreement with us. So apparently we're not... We're not the only ones, but if you get on social media, you know, the fans are just like, well, oh my God, Dynamite's so good. All these changes, these are the kind of changes we wanted. And I'm thinking, I never remember anybody asking Chris Jericho to join 2.0. I don't remember no. anybody asking, you know, about uh, what, what, what was another big change that I couldn't fucking stand. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I had it, and then it just went away. I'm not talking Sammy Guevara. Sammy's whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But there was another change this week that really, really bothered me. Uh, no, it was Matt well, Hardy. You know what? Let's just refer to your text because you put it all in text form. That's why we do it, right? We, we do I... that in text so that we have the information. Okay. I, I, I don't want to say so, it was Matt Hardy, this but is I think from, it was this Matt is Hardy. From the, this is... This is from the guy, the, the, the guy himself. Uh, this was his text and, and kind of steering the ship for the show before the show started. Some of them make sense, zero sense. Making Jericho a heel again, giving him another faction that that mirrors the old one, skipping over the number one contender, and that giving Dante Martin a change, a, yeah. I'm sorry, a chance at the belt, weird. Not giving Scorpio Sky a clean win at the TNT title because Wardlow is who he faces next. That should be a squash match for Wardlow. And if it is not, the story will make no sense. WWE stories at least make sense, even if the booking for them is fucking horrible. AEW is running into a problem of both bad booking and horrible stories. If that continues, AEW will go to shit. But fuck me if the fans aren't loving these changes. They sure are, though, yeah. aren't they? And so that's what I don't get is why? Why are they loving these changes? Um, is it it's <clears throat> okay? Some smart people in wrestling, way smarter people in wrestling than me, and you know I'm always quoting Jr. when I say that has been has been uh, uh, documented on his show saying that in wrestling, change for change's sake is always a bad thing. And I feel like that's what AEW is doing now. I feel like they're just changing because they feel like it's time to change. Yeah. And I, I get All that you know storylines. I, I get that storylines have to evolve, and I get that they have to you know one ends and new one begins. But very rarely do we see a um, a show in any faction in any in WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, whatever uh, Impact. Rarely do we see a show where it's just such a, a such a change. Everything changed, like such a stark difference from what happened just a week ago. That's rare, and I think it, I think it's ballsy, but I just don't think it makes sense. I, I'll tell you, I was disappointed Wednesday night, and I started texting you guys. I'm sitting in a hotel room watching AEW Dynamite, and I was just disappointed. Usually, when I'm in a hotel room by myself, I'm always disappointed, but this time it was AEW's fault. It was fucking AW's fault. Ever since yeah, you quit drinking, yeah. being in a hotel room by yourself just ain't the same. <laughs> it just ain't the same. Uh, but that's exactly how that ended. I uh, ended up going to the bar and, and drowning my sorrows. It, it doesn't make sense for, for Scorpio Sky to have won that TNT title because Sammy Guevara did a 360 frog splash off the top of the turnbuckle, landed into the tables by himself, Hurting his ribs, which were already hurt. What the what the way that match story told was the only reason Scorpio won that was because mm -hmm. he was facing a hurt Sammy Guevara. So it wasn't a clean win. It wasn't Sammy at his best fighting Scorpio at his best and Scorpio winning, mm -hmm. maintaining that undefeated record. Okay? And with the way they're pushing Wardlow right now, Wardlow's like a fucking train. If you're on the tracks, mm -hmm. you're getting ran over, period. And if yes. Scorpio isn't able to beat Sammy Guevara at his best, what the fuck makes him think he's going to beat Wardlow in a clean match? He's going to have to pull some heel shit to beat Wardlow, period. He's going to have to. And even then, if, if Scorpio wins that match, what does that do to Wardlow's run? 
Yeah. This is some fucking bad booking, my bro. Like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, I could see it being Keith Lee versus Scorpio and Keith Lee w losing because Keith Lee's the new guy. He's been, he hasn't been there long enough. And not only that, mm -hmm. I don't really want to see Keith Lee as the TNT champion. I want to see Keith Lee as your AEW Dino, not Dynamite, your AEW straight up champion. That's what I want to yeah. see. Yeah, but I you got contend for that you got Wardlow, who's been there since the start, since the very beginning, going against Scorpio Sky, who's been there since SCU. Okay, so what the fuck are you doing? Like, why why is this match on the card on Dynamite? That's the other thing. This should have been a match that was on a pay per view, not on a Dynamite fucking uh, uh, Lucky Charms match that they're calling for this week's episode of of you know St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, the St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that that really yeah. bothers me. That really bothers me. And then why are we not paying attention to the ranking system anymore? Because Dante earned it? Like, I don't understand okay, that. So like, they could have they could have not even called him the number two. They could have just said he's challenging for the fucking title. That's just disregarding so that, what that's you've established. That's, that's where the show lost me completely. Uh, which, by the way, was the beginning of the show. I, I, had, I had a huge issue with that match because... Where the fuck did it come from? Last time, correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, and I'm sure somebody on social media will if I'm wrong. The last time Dante Martin was in front of us on camera, was on TV, didn't he lose? He was in a tag team with his brother in that stupid ass... Uh, I thought well, he was straight up... It was up, like a Royal Rumble tag team. I thought he went straight up with... Uh, I want to say Brian was it Brian Danielson? He went I, against probably, um, Will Hobbs. But it was right before uh, the Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay, okay. And he lost. And he lost. So, how exactly did he get? I mean, that's some WWE shit, right? The way they worked it is, is Hangman gets on the mic and is like, you had to do the unthinkable. You had to come out here and do the singles wrestling matches. You lost your brother, and I was just giving you a shot because I felt bad for you. I knew I was going to beat your ass, but, you know, I just thought yeah. you deserved at least some tv time and uh Nobody thanks for coming so out uh now he pushed literally pushed him out he's like thanks for coming now get the fuck out <laughs> good job like that's what that felt like to me i was like well it, this was either a slap in that kid's face or it was to give him more tv time and i couldn't decide which way it went did we was this a thank you match for dante martin or was this a uh thanks for trying and uh we just squashed your ass uh never come back again match like that just seemed completely unfair to that kid uh, and he wasn't even wrestling as the number one contender. He was wrestling as the number two. Like this you, is fucked. Do you do you have any? Do you like Dante Martin at all? Is there anything about him that that makes you want to see more? I did it first, and I'm like most fans in AEW. I want to see a, a, a rising star, and I thought Dante mm -hmm. might be a rising star. In the, in, but then when he was botching shit, I was like, okay, the kid's clearly still pretty green. He needs more yeah. dark work. He needs more. He needs more rampage work. You know, putting him on. No, Dynamite he's going to get a Wednesdays. title match on Dynamite. Right, he, he he needs a little more work to work himself up that. Like, Hook. Hook is not taking title matches right now. He's working the the Rampage card right now. And I, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's one step no. above Dark. That's one step above Dark. Working Rampage is great. Um, But Dante's not there. And, and he didn't look green against Hangman. But he didn't look like he really belonged there yet. Because there hasn't been enough push for me to have that believability with him. Listen, wrestling's, yeah. wrestling's all about believability, okay? Mm -hmm. And Dante just didn't have that believability factor yet. And, it, and if I saw Hook going against Hangman, as excited as I would be, technically Hangman should run right through him. 
Should be no problem. It should be an easy day. Um, but he should, but it would have made more sense. And I, I'm glad you brought up Hook because I was thinking that as you're talking is if you switch that up and you put Hook in that role, you just give me a surprise match of, oh, you know what? I'm going to give the kid a shot. Hook is more believable. Here's yeah. two things that needs to happen to Hook. The la- Every time I see Hook on TV, he wins. So there, there's the there's the believability of, you know what? This kid's plowing through everybody. I'm just feeling, the champion can say that. I'm just feeling generous. I'm going to give you a title shot because you earned it, kid. Let's see if let's see where you're at on the pecking order. Hangman Page wins. He retains his title. You Hook is still put over, right? Because they have a great match. And then he keeps building his way up. But he gets that tester. We've seen that over and over and over in wrestling is they get the testers to see, to see exactly where they're at. And then Tony Khan has a chance to see what would Hook look like in a title match uh, uh, on dynamite, a lot and of people it, are complaining that Hook doesn't sell. Listen to those to those uh, baby millennials that didn't Why even does know. He need to? Listen, little baby millennials, you guys know nothing what it is to have a CD case. You know, you remember those little CD cases that would hold like a hundred CDs, and yep. instead of putting CDs in them, you put DVDs in them instead, and you call that a Netflix night. You guys don't know anything about that shit. All right, so you, you <laughs> baby, about that. I'm. I'm going to call you guys baby millennials. And the reason I'm calling you baby millennials is because you don't know Taz. Taz used to do that shit. When he was wrestling ECW, if you fucking knocked Taz down, he got right the fuck back up. That was his character. That's what got him over. Hook is a baby Taz. He gets knocked down. He sells it for two seconds. He gets the fuck back up. He's showing that he's a tough guy. I'm over on that. If I have to hear one more baby millennial go, he doesn't sell. Shut the fuck up. You, you, this, is, this is going way back. Like Hook is not, Hook isn't wrestling like Cody Rhodes, folks. Yeah. Hook is wrestling like his dad. He looks like Taz in the ring. Mm-hmm. That shit got Taz over in ECW. I feel like it's getting him over in AEW. But what's the problem? Do you have a problem with the way Hook sells a match? Because I don't. No, every, I don't give a shit. Everything about everything about what Hook is doing right now is the right way. He's he's listening. Um, you know, from what I understand, you know. It, behind the scenes he's listening to all of his coaches i'm sure he's listening to his dad you know i'm sure they're talking constantly um he's doing it the right way and he's getting over i like his shtick that's the difference between dante martin and hook because we don't talk about dante martin like that and he got a title match this wednesday no sense and then you get that's what threw uh, me off and I, I know we're, we're kind of circling back here but that that's what threw me off in the beginning of the whole show was why all of a sudden do we have a title match. There, here's a little minor detail that sticks in my head. And I know it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but I'm, I have a show, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, it's a title match. It should be important, right? Yeah. Every time we see our champion, it's important. Every time he defends his title, it's important. Something as simple as changing your ring gear from the last time you defended your title sticks out to me. If it's a new title match... Every time there's a pay-per-view, the champion has new ring gear. Go back and look. WWE does the same thing. If it's a big match, new ring gear comes on. Hangman Page shows up for this title match wearing the same ring gear he was wearing at Revolution. Instantly when I see that, the first thing I think is, this is a waste of my time. I might as well well go do something else right now. Dante Martin's not going to get over. He's going to get swashed. This is not, why is he even here? Hangman didn't even change his clothes. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid. I really do. I, I know it sounds stupid. 
But that's like wrestling psychology one-on-one right there is if it's important, it's got to look different. It's got to look important. Our champion clearly didn't care about that match. That was thrown together. So that that's a minor detail. Sticks in my crawl. Drives me crazy. I agree with you. And uh, when it comes to Adam Page, I think this has a lot to do with the fact that Brian Danielson cut a promo on him and said, Mm-hmm. The night after WrestleMania, after I won the belt, I was defending that belt the very next night on Monday Night Raw. All yeah. I could think of was this was Adam Page writing his story of One saying, well, look, I did the same shit. I defended my title in a brutal match on Sunday night, and I turned around Wednesday night and defended it right again. I think Tony Khan thought that this is what the fans wanted. Uh, Dude... That's never been the case for Adam Page. That was never his story. That was never his flow. And all of a sudden, now you want to make that change out of the blue, and it makes no sense. I get it. This felt like a lot of wrongs being written. Fans were complaining that Jericho needed to be a heel again. They didn't like the face run. So they did. But they didn't want him in the inner circle again with Sammy Guevara and all that shit. So they gave him a new fucking inner circle. Inner circle 2.0. I get it. You know, he's trying to do things for the fans. He's trying to listen to the fans. I get it. But... Sometimes you have to slow build that shit. Some might argue that they did slow build this. Eddie Kingston pushed him to those levels. Eddie Kingston said, I wanted that version of Jericho back. He pushed him to become that Jericho again. Now we have that Jericho again. Cool. Can't Jericho do that by himself? Do we need another faction? Does it make sense to have another faction? Can't he just do shit with Jake Hager? Do we really need 2.0 involved? Where the fuck did that even come from? And then... Last but not least for for Dynamite, and I'm just going to leave it alone. There was only one thing that I liked that they should have done at the pay-per-view and they didn't. But they're writing that wrong next week on Dynamite. And that is Thunder Rosa should have been the new women's champion. They didn't do it. I was very disappointed with that at the pay-per-view. And now they're writing that wrong. That was the only good thing from Dynamite for me. Is that they gave Thunder Rosa the cage match that she asked for, that she wanted. To beat the shit out of Brit so that they can put on this probably will be one of the best wrestling matches we'll see on dynamite this year i'm hoping fuck i hope i just didn't jinx that um no, and i'm very excited because they're they're building the psychology the right way and i'm glad you brought this up the whole idea of a cage match and wwe has abandoned this the minute they decided to create a whole pay-per-view called elimination chamber um and hell in the cell quite frankly they they kind of ruined the idea the idea of a cage match is your chicken shit heel keeps squirming away every time you think your baby face has got their hands on them the heel gets out somehow the whole idea is you have a cage that the heel can't get out of and gets its up and comings gets its ass kick that's that's what we're gonna get i i'm excited for that match as well i want it to be bloody i want it to be brutal i want it to be everything that 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 is going to put both of those women over and i would love to see it as a dog collar too since we're since we've wwe's loving dog collar i know what you're saying make it even harder for Britt to get out of it. Like, do, like, a handcuff match. I love handcuff matches, even though they're very limited in the ring and a lot of people don't. I do. I think handcuff matches are awesome because it allows the wrestler to really dig in their arsenal of moves. Like, how how can they put on an entertaining show handcuffed together? Like, I think that's amazing. And and I I want to see more of that. The hand tied behind your back Ronda Rousey match a couple weeks ago? I, I, I had to watch that on YouTube because I wasn't watching. And I only caught yeah. bits and pieces of it because people said that. But then I understand she may have gotten hurt from that match. That's the only problem that you have with those kind of matches is that you could potentially yeah, get yourself exactly. hurt. Um, but yeah. other than that, I just want to see Britt get her ass completely handed to her. And I, I'm a big Dr. Britt Baker fan. I really am. Mm-hmm. But she's doing her Since job as a one. heel. 
she's doing her job as a heel, and that makes me want to see her get her ass beat. But I'm also a very big Melissa Thunder Rosa fan as well. And uh, it's really tough Ooh. when those two wrestle, man, because I love them both. But I really want to see Thunder Rosa with the title because I've been a big Thunder Rosa fan back when she was wrestling for the NWA Women's Championship and won it when she was wrestling or when she was in MMA, putting on good matches there. I've been following her for a while. I think it's time for she, her to be the women's well, champion. Well, Thunder Rosa has has gets the love from TBR for sure. She was absolutely when this whole thing started the very first wrestler to uh, to endorse TBR. So, um, yeah, yeah, she threw like us out there. Person. She threw us some love. Yeah, and every yep. once in a while, so, if I catch her on Twitter, I'll comment on something and she'll like it. But um, she, you know, she's gotten a little bigger since we started. I, I wish we could say the same, but she's gotten a little bigger. My so waistline, not... my waistline's got a little bigger. <laughs> I think you've gotten smaller. Um, <laughs> listen, there is a couple things I do want to talk about. It, it's WrestleMania season, and then we got to get going because sure. I know you're waiting for that breakfast. But there's a couple little matches <laughs> I wanted to pay attention to. Yes, a couple little things I want to pay attention to. They're getting Pat McAfee, McAfee, McAfee. Am I saying that? McAfee, <laughs> McAfee, McAfee. I always, I'm always thinking of McAfee uh, antivirus because I'm an IT guy. Uh, yeah. they're getting him involved with, with WrestleMania this year. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Johnny Knoxville's being involved in WrestleMania this year. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but the one thing I want to talk about WWE was, uh, Big E. And, mm -hmm. uh, I know it's going to be a few days before people hear this and hopefully Big E recovers fully, but man, does it not make you nervous when two big guys are in a ring and they're doing a belly to belly suplex and the other one's trying to hip toss him over his shoulder? You just when you're big like that and you got all that weight coming down on your neck, you don't know how you're gonna land. I've watched Kenny Omega. Fuck. I watched Britt Baker fall on one just the other day. Right on her neck. She stood right up. But she doesn't have like three hundred pounds falling on her neck. She can get right the fuck back up. When you do a belly to belly suplex like that and you're that big, look, I'm not trying to tell these guys how to do their job, but what are you thinking? Yeah. That should have just been a straight belly to belly suplex where he just tosses him down and throws him on the ground, not fucking straight up over it like Big E looked like he had never land something like that before. It was yeah. so fucking awkward. It looks like he's never had to do that. S something went wrong there. Something went wrong. Went wrong. And and speedy recovery to Big E. I mean, TBR has always loved Big E and was pumped with Love Big E. Yeah, I hate to see um, that. I hate New Day. I've always hated the New Day. I've always hated that faction. Um, but I've always liked Big E. I thought he was the the real star, not Kofi Kingston, not um, Xavier Woods. It's always been Big E. So um, I don't know why I decided I needed to shit on the entire New Day just to put over Big E. But that that's how my mind is this morning. Uh, it's hard recovery. to see that. Yeah, it's hard to see that. I, it I don't is. know why those big anytime there's a box like that this close to WrestleMania. I know Big E didn't have a whole lot going on for WrestleMania, but this close to Mania, that kind of botch, yeah, it just it it sucks. It sucks for it's, sure. It's a little disheartening, yeah. But is there any match that you're really looking for? I'm, I'm, I'm segueing. Is there any match that you're really looking for, or looking forward to at WrestleMania this year that was announced this week that we put on our page? Mm-hmm. A think? little bit. Don't call Steve motherfucking Austin. How pumped are you for that, man? Because I know you called oh me right God. away. You're like, dude, dude, he's yeah. coming on like an hour. He's gonna announce it. I know he's coming. And he yeah. did. He literally was announcing it as we were talking on the phone. So I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. So he put out this, you know, K KO obviously challenged him on Monday Night Raw. And um, he puts out this release. I'm, I'm going to make my announcement on, um, you know, the next day at noon or whatever. And I'm driving and I'm like, oh, my God, 
I, I need to know somebody that's in front of a computer right now. And so I call my IT cousin. Hey, like, <laughs> I know you're in front of a computer. What is happening right now? He was literally in yeah, the middle of announcing it when you called me. And he said he's coming. Yeah. And, and the question I have is, do you think this is going to be the kind of match where we get old school Steve Austin, where he puts on a 15-minute a banger? Or is he just going to get out there and no. squash him? I think this lasts in the ring. Any physicality is going to last maybe five minutes. Um, they are still kind of in the air. If the, what we're going to get here is this going to be uh, a, a traditional? Is this Austin lacing up the boots in the ring, or is this Austin in the KO show and he ends up kicking his ass, drinking some beer? We still really don't know a hundred percent. All we know is Stone Cold Steve Austin said he will be in Dallas and he's going to open one glass can of whoop ass on KO. So take it for for what it is. I, I don't know what that. I don't know what that really means, and I like it. I like the suspense of it. Um, we'll have to find out on Raw if he's actually going to show up and, and promote this thing Monday night. We've seen night. this before. We've yeah. seen this before. John Cena did this to The Undertaker. He yes. said he wasn't going to yeah. show. John Cena sat out in the crowd. They played it and played it and played it. All of a sudden, John Cena is told that he's there. He's in the building. He gets in the ring. There's no There's no Undertaker. There's no Undertaker. No, he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm about to leave. As soon as he gets ready to get out of the ring, fucking... And then Undertaker comes out to the ring and squashes yep. his ass in two minutes. It's fucking over. Real quick. That's what I'm mm -hmm. kind of thinking is going to happen here. KO's going to stand out in the ring. Steve Austin's not showing up. The crowd's going crazy, waiting for him. KO's running around the ring. He's like, where is he? Where is he? Just the minute yeah. that KO thinks he's not going to show up, he's going to bounce out of the ring. And guess what you're going to hear? Da -da 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 -da. So that's that's what I'm obviously that's what I'm most excited for. Um, you know, I was just a we were just a humble folks growing up in Florence. I I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the, the funds to to be going to, to wrestling events when I was younger. It was all on TV, and this will be the first time I will ever hear the glass break live, and and I think that's that that's the biggest deal for me is to be able to be. You know, sitting around a hundred thousand fans at WrestleMania, and the glass is going to break, dude. That that moment is this is single handedly the 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 biggest moment I'm excited for at WrestleMania. I got I, I'm I, goosebumps just thinking about it. And I want to show this too because I I remember back. I want to say it's oh, fuck man. It's got to be getting on almost ten years, but I I want to say it was about twelve. No, almost twenty years. I got to say it's been about fourteen years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember your first event to Raw yeah, where Raw. you were going to see RVD as the WWE champion and how pumped you were. Yeah. You didn't give a fuck, dude. You pulled out money out of your savings account, begged, borrowed, and yeah. steal to get that Broke, fucking yeah. replica or I think the authentic WWE title that RVD was wearing. And you were so yeah, fucking I, I was so happy for you, man. I remember you had it. You had the strap, dude. You were pumped up. Pumped. <laughs> so we don't have yeah. we don't have a title match coming up with uh with Stone Cold Band, but I am excited for you just as much as you were for RVD at the time to, for you to see. Hell, this will be my first time too. I don't think I've ever yeah, been to a, sure. a, a, an event where Stone Cold came out. I've got to see The Rock come out. Hogan, mm -hmm. thankfully, only once in my entire life I got to see that. But I've never yeah. seen Stone Cold. I've never heard that glass break live. I've never seen any. I've always seen that shit on TV. And even though we're going to be up there a ways at WrestleMania, I'm ex super Doesn't excited matter. for that match. That'll probably be the yeah, only one I'm matter. looking forward to. If Cody Rhodes shows up, beer bottle to the head. But St like Stone Cold, dude, I'm going to pop hard in front of everybody mm -hmm. at AT&T Stadium. you pop right in my face. 
that's all I got about I, that, brother. You know, here's the thing. We and, and we've mentioned it a couple times. We do have tickets to WrestleMania. They are definitely in the nosebleeds. I'm not paying thousands of dollars to sit close. I'm not doing it. I'm there. I'm going to be in the festivities. It's just experience Texas it. Stadium. Texas Stadium is so huge. And, and, and that TV is so... You're not going to miss a thing. So I'm pumped about that. Hearing the glass break is going to be the moment. Uh, and then you top that off with, I've never seen The Undertaker come out. And we know we're going to see that. We know we're going to see a final entrance there. Um, oh, yeah. The bong. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So, so here, here, here's pro- kind of the problem with all of what we're saying here. We are super excited to go to WrestleMania. We're su- super excited to see this. We're also you know pushing 40. We are, um, we're living the nostalgia. Everything we, we just mentioned that we're excited about to go see at WrestleMania has nothing to do with current roster. No. That's kind of the problem that WrestleMania, that WWE is putting themselves in is, is there's not a whole lot of new stuff to be excited about. They've got a call that right now, I don't know what the numbers are right now, but in the beginning of the week, they had only had, um, 56,000 tickets each night sold for WrestleMania. So we know that the, the sellout is 101. 101,000 fans can fit in the Texas stadium. Did Stone Cold put him over that? And if he did, that proves the point right away, is that they have to have a Stone Cold. they got to have a rock. they got to have big names come back to be able to do that. I'm sure he was looking rough. at the numbers, their sales team, and was like, we're not getting the numbers that we thought we were going to get at Texas Stadium, especially post-COVID. And they probably yeah. threw... They threw Stone Cold on the card to see if they could bump to seventy five to eighty thousand. I think I think WWE will be happy with that. But think about what else they're trying to do. They're trying to unify the belts. They're trying mm-hmm. to do anything and everything they can to fill those seats. And you know, I think I think at the end of the day, if if WWE wants to fill the seats, unfortunately, that's what they have to do. And I've told you this last week. Nostalgia sells. That's why mm-hmm. Tony Khan bought ROH. Mm-hmm. We know where the ticket yep. sales come from. That's where it comes from. So. Take it or leave it. And do here's what you the thing: with as it, much but... as we, as much as we're talking about this, he, here's what here's what's really going to happen. We're going to get into WrestleMania. We're going to see the sign. The minute the damn thing starts, we're going to be engaged in every match. Because if you remember, you know, you, you and your family flew out here, and, and we spent WrestleMania together last year as a family, and we weren't necessarily excited about that card. I right? was just excited to hang out. I was excited about right. the food we were going to make. That was about it. Exactly. But then, after night one, you remember night day two, we all yes. went to the Cave of the Winds. Okay. And all we could do is talk about what we just saw and what we're getting ready to, what we're getting ready to see. Because night one was WrestleMania, so solid. WrestleMania has that feeling of, it's WrestleFuckingMania. And you know everybody, everybody is going to turn up the heat. Everybody. Nobody yep. is going to lay it out there. Nobody's going to not uh, bring their best. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. And here's what's really happening here. You know, we're flying into Texas, and and um, we're going to be there for all the festivities. Plan on going to the busted open party, seeing all the celebrities, getting all the autographs. Get it's going to be three filled days of nothing but wrestling and being around wrestling fans. I can't think of a time in my life it was it, I've ever been around a hundred thousand wrestling fans at one time. It's kind of like a party. It's a holiday. Yeah. We've always treated 100%. WrestleMania like it's a holiday. We don't treat it like to us. WrestleMania being as big of fans we are is like Christmas. It's like opening yeah. up gifts you didn't even know was there. And like you said, mm-hmm. night one was such a gift 
for us when I flew out there, I didn't expect that. I thought night one was going to be this lame-ass card to kind of give you, like you always say, a shot in the arm of wrestling just to get you pumped for night two. It turned out that night one was the better night. It was. And I'm thankful that we, we were there and we did that. Because if I if I had just said, fuck night one, I'm only all about night two, I would have missed out on a really good WrestleMania. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah. thankful as hell we got to do that. And I'm even more thankful that we're going to live the moment this time instead of watching mm -hmm. it through a glass screen. We're actually going to live it. We're going to be a part of it. And I think that's going to be something that you and I will be able to take with us. It, it, I don't think it would have mattered if we would have done this at 20 or 40. Whether you're 20 or 40, we're going to do us at WrestleMania. <laughs> that's right. As he goes to his water bottle. Yeah, no, that's a nice, that's a, that's a nice mic drop right there. I'm just trying to get you um, to you know, your breakfast, Bubba. I'm just trying to get you no, to your no, breakfast. And I, and I know we're, we're definitely going to wind down. And, that, and, and I think that the fans can feel that that's what we're doing here. But... Uh, not trying to not trying to put it over too much. AEW totally sucked this week. I I, I, I know they're gonna I, I know they're gonna rewrite the wrongs here. If there's one thing that Tony Khan does is he listens to he listens to the fans. He listens to all the feedback, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. He takes that and he runs with it. Here's the big deal with AEW. I'm gonna put the bow on this thing. I'm ready. Apparently, I just liked the old storylines better than the new, and I thought they hit me with too much new too quickly. I, that's that's my big problem with what Dynamite. Well, the had. matches were solid, right? The matches in I'm the ring were forward. really good matches. I'm looking forward to what the the future is going to hold, um, and what these new storylines are going to look like. Don't forget, we still don't know what MJF's going to do. We still don't know where that's going to sit. Um, so we have plenty of time here. I just didn't like all the changes so quickly. Um, they need to stop hiring people, and I see all the posts. I see it. Oh, well, they did this because they were trying to fill a roster with our Ring of Honor. I, I don't care. I don't care. Stop hiring people. AEW, Tony Khan, please, please. Wait for the big fish. Because right now, you got 10 six-inch trout sitting on the bank. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares if you got 10, 15, or 20. But the minute you land the 10-pound fish, now people are going to start talking. Wait for it. Wait for the big one to come out. And when I say big, I'm talking. He this this has got to be the Hulk Hogan. We still talk about when Hulk Hogan left WWF and came over to WCW. We still talk about that because it was monumental. They threw him a fucking parade and gave him a viper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was that big. You need you need a Roman Reigns status. You. That that's the level I'm talking about. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, somebody Roman like that. Reigns, and I'm trying to pick people that are currently wrestling. But you you've got to be at that level before anybody before I'm going to care again. The, the, you're relying too heavy on these little pops. You're relying too much on these little uh, surprises. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. Keep the homegrown for the fans out there. I'm I, mean, I know I'm going a little long, but I'm blasting them for the fans no, out coming. there that want to. For the fans out there that want to keep saying, oh, well, uh, they're not homegrown. Are you fucking high? Segue every into champion, Jeff Hardy, dude, because I know what you're talking every about. Every champion, there you go. Every champion in W in, in AEW right now is homegrown. The second hour of Dynamite was homegrown. It was nothing but homegrown. I liked the second hour because I actually got some wrestling and I actually got what I wanted to see. But how did the first hour end? Fucking Jeff Hardy. This isn't WCW anymore. This is TNA. 
This is TNA. The last time we saw the Hardy Boys together like this was TNA. I didn't care then. I don't fucking care now. I don't care about the delete. I don't I don't fucking care. I mean, how much has Jeff Hardy lost it that he became a meme? You you debuted because your brother was getting his ass kicked and you took three seconds to, to, to hit your dance. <laughs> Just stupid. To hit your dance. And it becomes a meme and it's laughable because this whole fucking thing is laughable. And now you have fans out there that are sitting back going, oh, well, you know, give me more, give me Sting. I actually, I actually heard a fucking fan say this on Busted Open. Sting, Darby Allen, the Hardys, Tony Khan, please take my money. What? What? You really want to see that? Nostalgia really sells, brother. That. that this full circle so back. Stupid. Nostalgia sells because I'm I telling you. It sells. It's just when when I thought the AEW the fans were were smarter than this. I, I really want to cut you to get your breakfast. I have to chime in. Here's the thing. We all fucking knew what was going to happen when mm-hmm. when Matt dropped the. My boys back here will never turn on me. I was like, you motherfucker, mm-hmm. you just set up Jeff, didn't you? There was a fan yeah. in the background behind him that had his phone out right at the tunnels, ready to go. Because everybody knew Jeff yeah. Hardy was coming out. And then when he came out, I wasn't I wasn't excited. Because I knew it was going to happen. And then when I saw his ass dancing, I was like, this is the lamest shit I've ever seen in my life. There was a time that I loved Jeff Hardy because my brother was a big Jeff Hardy fan. My brother I was just thinking would mimic. This, I was just thinking of your brother. Yeah. My brother would mimic everything Jeff Hardy does. He loved the Swanton Bomb. He loved all that shit. My brother was a huge Jeff Hardy fan. My brother he wanted him to stupid dance. Yeah. He would, and he wanted him to break away from Matt so badly, go on a singles run, become the WWE champion. My brother wanted all those things for Jeff Hardy. Jeff, I think my brother looks at Jeff Hardy like we do Keith Lee. Yeah. And I never saw it. I never got there. I could never get there with Jeff. It was always laughable. I always felt like they were better together than apart. Matt Hardy doing his own thing is always horrible. Jeff Hardy doing his own thing has always been horrible. Those bouts that he had with Sheamus were some of the worst fucking matches I'd ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, Jeff. You're just fucking not good without your brother. I'm sorry, Matt. You're not as good without your brother. It is clear why they need to be together. However, just like we said about Sting, this better be a very short-lived fucking thing. It better go a year. You guys retire. Become coaches. Become managers, do some behind the scenes shit, become the next Tully Blanchard. But God damn it, we don't need you. Let me tell you how I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, I love you, but I don't need you. Let me tell you how Tony Khan is definitely listening, and we know he's listening to his fans. If 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 there's been one comparison made of significance, the minute the minute Jeff Hardy shows up, he is in the ring with the person that is now being compared to him in Darby Allen. Since the debut of Darby Allen, people online, JR himself, uh, um, a lot of wrestling minds out there, I guess you could say, have compared Darby Allen to a young Jeff Hardy. They called him the enigmatic enigma or whatever the fuck they, they so like the you, you heard Jeff Hardy JR calling him that. He's right there in the ring with with Darby Allen. So we know there's listening taking place. All I'm asking is we listen to the right things, and and right now loading this roster full of these uh, ex-WWE, older guys. I'm sorry, Chad, but they could have stopped with CM Punk and Daniel Bryanson, and I would be fine. Anything that's happened after that, I haven't cared about. Honestly, I'm being honest right now. When they brought CM Punk back, that was the loudest loudest crowd pop I've ever heard. And and we talked about that in the last episode. Dudes are crying and shit, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. 
that was huge for me. The, the goosebumps were huge. Seeing him in the ring in All Out last year, everything was huge about that. It was big. It was a big fucking deal. What did they do the next month? They kept bringing people. Kept bringing so them in because he kept looking for that is pop. You're, you're, you're discounting what, you're, what you just did. And that's exactly what WCW did. Every Nitro, it wasn't who was debuting. It was who was showing up in the NWO. And finally, the NWO got so damn big, nobody cared about it. It, it got and this saturated. is coming from an NWO fan. It got so saturated. Yeah. That's why I stopped watching when I was a kid. And I, and I regret that. I wish I had continued because looking back now, there was still some pretty good wrestling going on in WCW. Come 99, it was a, come, come 99, it was a waste of time. And, but and everything I, I was so because, saturated. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's what's happening here. If everybody, everybody that's probably just trying to put the blinders on and say this was all for ROH's roster... Mm-hmm. Tony Khan did get some assets out of ROH, so there's still fucking wrestlers we haven't seen come on TV yet that he absorbed through the ROH buyout. Okay, who? So I that's even more. That. Who's the only Ring of Honor talent you wanted to see? Fucking Dan Housen, and even he's been shit lately, and I can't even stand watching him anymore. No. Oh, no, Briscoes, no, you're not following me. The Briscoes. Have we seen them? No. Nope. nope. If the Briscoes showed up on AEW, that's a game changer. Not the Hardys. The Briscoe okay. showing up. You and I. Doing that would be bigger than the Hardys showing up and doing that. You and I watched the final Ring of Honor. I loved it. And at, at the end of that, at the end of the Briscoe's match, FTR showed up and created major heat to where you and I got excited about that. Yeah. Has that come to be? No. They haven't even hinted towards that on Dynamite. Josh but called bring, it and said there was a takeover. Dan Housen. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind Dan Housen. I, I, I mentioned on this show before I want Dan Housen on AEW. But you put you encapsulated that so well of what that actually is. He's a fucking mid-carter. Bad. Like, big-time bad. When he came out and did his little voodoo thing, I'm like, why was this entertaining in Ring of Honor, but right now it's a joke? How did that happen? Because it was... I, I don't fucking know. In a small atmosphere like that, that gets over in a smaller crowd. Especially when he's doing it to bigger name wrestlers. But he's coming out doing this to the elite, to Adam Cole, who isn't a title holder, who isn't doing anything. So that just makes him look like a fucking mid-carder. And it was a joke. Like, like yeah. that's just the joke. Like, I get it. I watched a lot of old ROH tapes. He, he would do that shit before every match. I don't know if he's still healing from his knee injury. I don't know what he's doing. But now when I see him come out, it's laughable. And it hurts me to say because I was a huge Dan Housen fan. I love Dan Housen. I see that face paint. I, I, I get over on that face paint. But lately, oh, here's a good example. Rampage was calling the card for Dynamite. It showed Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen in the background for the, for the best friends. And I, and, I saw, and I saw it. My wife's like, oh, Dan Housen's going to be on next week. And I was like, who gives a fuck? And then I caught myself and I was like, did I just say that? I'm not even realizing, and I'm already starting to lose interest in Danhausen already. And you know why? Because mm-hmm. they saturated the card, and it's hard to get over on a guy like that when you got a billion other fucking talent like Tony Nese, who's a damn good wrestler who got his ass beat by Swerve. Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. That's the problem. You got all this talent on Dark, Dynamite, Rampage, Dark Elevation, now ROH. Guys like Danhausen get lost in the mix. Because they no longer matter yep. anymore. And a smaller card like ROH, Dan Housen's doing something nobody else is doing in that card. But guess what? We already have an Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen. That's all you are. You're an Orange Cassidy with fucking face paint. And I didn't see that until you came to AEW. 
So yep. sometimes yeah. having guys like that and a card like ROH works. But you put them on a bigger card where you got a billion stars like Keith Lee, CM Punk, Daniel Bryanson, John Moxley. How the fuck is Dan Housen going to get over? They're going to wipe his ass all over that ring. They're going to slam him down, walk the fuck out, crack a beer, and not even think twice about this guy. It does not work in AEW, and it won't work. It won't. He's going to be a mid-carder with the best friends, and that will be the career of Dan Housen in AEW. That's unfortunate. Well, I've totally decided who I am. I'm going to be drinking the beers at WrestleMania and then throwing the bottles at Cody Rhodes because I'm heel, baby. You do you. What we're going to do right here is go back. Back. Way back, back into time. Production.